Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, I'll look back on some of my favorite memories with my best friend, my dad. We'll learn about the first steamboat to visit Houston in 1837, and we'll hear a touching letter from little Jimmy to his mom. That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs, and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. Sally jumped up as soon as she saw the surgeon coming out of the operating room. She said, how is my little boy? Is he going to be all right? When can I see him? The surgeon said, I'm sorry, we did all we could but your little boy didn't make it. Sally said, why do little children get cancer? Doesn't God care anymore? Where were you, God, when my son needed you? The surgeon asked, would you like some time alone with your son? One of the nurses will be out in a few minutes before he's transported to the university. She asked the nurse to stay with her while she said goodbye to her son. She ran her fingers lovingly through his thick red hair The nurse asked, would you like a lock of his hair? Sally nodded, yes. The nurse cut a lock of the boy's hair off, put it in a plastic bag for her, and handed it to her. The mother said it was Jimmy's idea to donate his body to the university for study. He said it might help somebody else. I said no at first, but Jimmy said, Mom, I won't be using it after I die. Maybe it'll help some other little boy spend one more day with his mom. She went on. Jimmy had a heart of gold, always thinking of someone else, always wanting to help others if he could. Sally walked out of the Children's Mercy Hospital for the last time after spending most of the last six months there. She put the bag with Jimmy's belongings on the seat beside her in the car. The drive home was difficult. It was even harder to enter the empty house. She carried Jimmy's belongings and the plastic bag with a lock of his hair into her son's room. She started placing model cars and other personal things back in his room exactly where he had always kept them. She laid down across his bed, hugging his pillow, cried herself to sleep. It was around midnight when Sally woke up, and laying beside her on the bed was a folded letter. She opened it up. The letter said, Dear Mom, I know you're going to miss me. But please don't think I will ever forget you or stop loving you just because I'm not around to say I love you. I will always love you. Someday we'll see each other again. Until then, if you want to adopt a little boy so you won't be lonely, that's okay with me. He can have my room and the old stuff to play with. But if you get a girl instead, she probably wouldn't like the same things as boys do. You'll have to buy her dolls and girl stuff. Don't be sad thinking about me. This really is a neat place. Grandma and Grandpa met me as soon as I got here and showed me around some. But it will take some time to see everything. The angels are so cool. I love to watch them fly. And you know what? Jesus doesn't look anything like his pictures. Yet when I saw him, I knew it was him. Jesus himself took me to see God. Guess what, Mom? I got to sit on God's knee and talk to him like I was somebody important. That's when I told him I wanted to write you a letter and tell you goodbye and everything. I was sure that wasn't allowed, but you know what, Mom? 
God handed me some paper and his own personal pen to write you this letter. I think Gabriel is the name of the angel who's going to drop the letter off to you. God said for me to give you the answer to one of your questions you ask him. Where was he when I needed him? God said he was in the same place with me as when his son Jesus was on the cross. He was right there, as he is always with all of his children. Oh, by the way, Mom, no one else can see what I've written except you. To everyone else, this is just a blank piece of paper. Isn't that cool? I have to give God his pen back now. He needs it to write some more names in the book of life. Tonight, I get to sit at the table with Jesus for supper. I'm sure the food will be great. Oh, I almost forgot to tell you, I don't hurt anymore. The cancer is all gone. I'm glad because I couldn't stand that pain any longer. Signed with love, God, Jesus, and me. Hope on Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. The Allen brothers and some other prominent Texans were on board the very first steamboat to make its way up Buffalo Bayou into Houston in January of 1837. The Laura, built in Louisville, Kentucky, was used on the Brasses River to haul cotton. The Laura had a notable career, though. Besides hauling cotton on the Brazos during the Texas Revolution, she towed the armed schooner San Felipe out to engage in battle with Mexico. The Laura took the Vice President of the Republic of Texas, Lorenzo de Zavala, and Secretary of Treasury, Bailey Hardiman, to the site of the Battle of San Jacinto. They were the first officials, by the way, to arrive there. After September of 1836, the Laura was back to hauling cotton on the Brazos River. Unfortunately, several years later, she broke both shafts on a bar in the Brazos River and had to be towed into port, and there's no record of what happened to her after that. But the Laura is the very first vessel to use what would eventually become the Houston Ship Channel all the way into the city of Houston. Hope on Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends Rochelle and Carter. Each week they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. My dad worked in radio when he was a youngster, back in the 1930s and 40s when even the music was mostly live. He played guitar and sang. He was 13 years old when him and his brother, my Uncle Bub, did a two-man show on the streets of downtown Brownwood, Texas every day. They only had one guitar, though, so one would pick and strum and the other would chord and play the notes. This got Dad a job at both radio stations in Brownwood, KBWD and KEAN. Later on, Dad was hired by Harry Schultz to front his band. Now, Harry had a big hit with Jolie Blonde. Dad did radio shows with Harry at radio stations all over Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana, including the Louisiana Hayride on KWKH in Shreveport. In Houston, Dad was on KRCT, which later became KIKK. My dad's name was Bill Ingram, and he was even a better dad than he was a radio guy. I sure do miss him. When I was a youngster, we always had a studio in our house. I say we. Dad always had a studio in the house. 
and he showed me how everything worked. He'd let me play around in there as long as I'd keep everything clean. He would actually give me assignments to do and then grade them because I told him I wanted to be in radio, so he was trying to help me out there. One day, he dropped a 45 RPM record down in front of me. It was Surfing USA by the Beach Boys. He said, that record is 2 minutes and 27 seconds long. Run this off on a reel-to-reel tape, edit it down to 30 seconds, and I don't want to hear the edits. He gave me everything I needed. Splicing block, grease pencil, razor blade, tape. Took me two weeks. (laughs) I finally figured it out. It took a while. Thanks to my dad and his assignments he gave me, I became very good at editing tape. I was even the go-to guy at many of the radio stations I worked at for editing. That skill is not even necessary now with the digital editing and everything. But Dad was a great radio guy. He was even a better dad. And he was just a great guy in general. We talked all the time, and one thing he just drilled into me is this. The world owes you nothing, and you only get out of life what you put into it. It's been great advice to live by. I miss my dad. I miss the sardine sandwiches that we used to have together. I miss the late night talks, the uh, jokes that he used to tell. He was a bigger than life personality. But all good things must come to an end. I lost my dad 20 years ago, and not a day goes by that I don't think about him and miss him. He was my best friend. We did everything together. But I have God's reassurance in knowing that I'll see him again one day. You see, Dad accepted Jesus before he died, and I'm so thankful for that. If your dad's still alive, why don't you pick up that phone and call him? It would make his day. Just no big deal. Just call him and say, hey, Dad, I just wanted to call and say hi. I'd give anything if I could do that. Well, it's time for me to skedaddle lickety-split. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.